Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to do a whole lot of getting God's promises, his amazing promises into the people that he loves so very much. That, my friend, that would be you. Getting the promises of God into the people of God, fighting the good fight, the spiritual fight for freedom in Christ, grabbing hold of your true identity. You know, you are who God says you are, period. That's the truth. So hang on to that. Do not let go of that. That's really what the Burt Not Ernie show is all about. Thanks so much for being here today. I am so honored, so blessed to get to share with you about Psalm 37. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie show, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode number 104. Hey, so, you know, we've been diving into Psalm 37 on the show, and today we're going to look at a few verses, verses 17 through 19 from the New Living Translation. And, you know, let me go ahead first off and read those three verses, and you just kind of listen and try to hear something that might jump out at you. And I say that because God speaks to us through his word. God's word is living and active. So um, I'm going to share a bunch But I want you to be listening for what jumps out at you because that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. He may have something for you from this, just these three verses I'm going to read that have nothing at all to do with what I am going to share with you. That's how it should be. You know, I mean, the Holy Spirit is indwelling you. If you know Jesus, he lives in you, within you. The Holy Spirit is within you. God is with you. Isn't that incredible? And so he's the perfect teacher. Let him teach you what he wants you to hear from God's word. Psalm 37, three verses, 17, 18, and 19. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. Okay, so the first promise that we find here is that the strength of the wicked will be shattered. You know, remember that when God says will, he really means it. He never says will and then acts like he said maybe. I'm going to say that again. God never says will and then acts like he said maybe. No, will means will. So the strength of the wicked will, W-I-L-L, absolutely be shattered. And you and I, We don't bear the responsibility of ensuring that God's promises come to pass. I don't have to make sure that God's will gets backed up by me somehow. No, 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 no. We don't bear that responsibility. You and I, we don't have to go about the task of shattering the strength of the wicked. God said this is going to happen, so I better get busy making it happen. I mean, say you're a judge. Like your real life profession is you've been appointed a judge at some level. Well, you know, you for sure have a vital role in society, 
that God has placed you there. Some of that is going to include versions of dealing with wickedness. And thank you for what you do to keep society kind of sane and reined in and and just and governed well. But for most of us, that's not the world in which we live and work, right? We have to simply trust God. And it is simply trusting God. It's a simple thing. It's also a really hard thing to do, I know. But we have to choose to simply trust God. He's always and totally worthy of our trust, right? He's a trustworthy God. If you sing that in a worship song, but in your in your heart, in your day-to-day life, you don't feel like God is worthy of your trust, I want to challenge you to say, mm, I, I need to bite my tongue and not sing that in the public assembly on Sunday morning. If I do not believe it, our God is always and totally trustworthy. He is a trustworthy God. He's worthy of our trust. So let's let him do his will his way, you know, in his timing. How many times have you heard that? Probably about a zillion in his timing, which is never the wrong timing. It's never delayed. Even when we kind of feel like it is, it's never wrong. When God steps onto the scene and he deals with some sort of wickedness, he is God. And the burden of that timing, the burden for that timing to come to pass, it does not rest with you or I. The next promise that the Lord makes here is that he takes care of the godly. You know, you and I, um, I I usually I would say I'll speak for myself, but I'm going to say this because the word of God makes it clear that this is true. Jesus himself said, there is why do you call me good? There is none good but God. You and I, we're not godly. We're not good. We're not cleaned up in our own right. We're just not. Any righteousness that we have, and we do have it according to the New Testament, but it is in Christ and because of Christ. My righteousness, my godliness, it is in Christ, through Christ, and because of Christ. The Holy Spirit living in me is the one who acts and wills for his purposes to come to pass, for my sanctification to happen. I can do the work of yielding, but that does not make me godly or cleaned up in my own right. It's all Jesus, always Jesus, all day long, every day. So this part of the promise from Psalm 37, it applies to us because we are godly, thank you, Jesus, godly because of him. And so, you know, when it says God takes care of the godly, we, A, don't have to make ourselves godly on our own. We have to be in Christ and receive it from him. And B, we don't have to be like, well, that's not for me because, you know, I sinned yesterday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. And today and the day before that and you will tomorrow. It's just, that's human nature. It's part of living in a fallen world. We're not in eternity, you know, living in a perfected world, in a perfected place yet. We have our godliness, our righteousness imparted to us because of Jesus. So we can claim this promise. Thank you, Jesus that you have promised that you'll take care of the godly and that you've promised that I kind of like get that seal. I've got the seal of the Holy Spirit on me. Like my godliness is thanks to you. Thank you, Lord. This is my promise. I, that's how I think about these kinds of things. And I want you to think about them that way too, because if you separate yourself in all these different ways from what God's word says, from what it's promised, you're not going to walk in the fullness of what he has for you. So you got to do the, the, the sifting and the sorting and the digging that comes with really studying the word of God and recognize that if he says this and you are struggling with believing this, you need to figure out why you're struggling. What's the struggle? And then set it right according to God's word. It's like I said in the opening of the show, you are who God says you are, period. There's a period there. There's not a comma and there's not a question mark. If Jesus makes you righteous, If you're godly because he says you're godly, then this is your promise. The Lord takes care of the godly. Okay, so um, 
So it, this can be ours, like not just on Sundays, any day of the week. You probably already know that, but the reality is sometimes we have careers or issues with in-laws or I don't know, pick a million different things, really horrendous neighbor. It could be a million different things that, that you're dealing with that make it feel like, oh, I don't, this, this cannot be my promise any other time, but when I'm at small group on Sunday morning, because um, it is tough dealing with these people. And I don't feel like a Christ honoring person. You know, the emotions I'm feeling, whatever, you know what I'm saying, that work situation, it is brutal. And I just want out of it. I, oh, I hate it. There. I absolutely cannot stand this situation or this environment. It's so difficult. Whatever the case may be, you can still make this promise yours any day of the week. I need you to realize that God's promises are not just for Sunday morning. They're not just for whatever night of the week you go to small group. I know you know that, but do you live like you believe that? You know it in your head, but in your day-to-day actions, you live like that's just not true. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it'll be true. For, it'll be better next week. It'll be. No, no. God wants it better now because he is with you now and his promises are for you now. You're listening to this podcast now. So this is for your right now. Don't set it aside and, and think you're going to pick it up later. It's for now. Um, you know, but keep short accounts with the Lord, right? Repent where you need to repent. If you, in your mind, you're like, you're cussing out your neighbor because they're just whatever they did. Um, repent. Seriously, keep short up accounts with the Lord. Lord, forgive me. I want to be more like your son, Jesus. Cleanse that from me. Get rid of that. Pull that out and purge it. Uh, may the fruit of your spirit be more and more evident in me every single day, externally, but also like internally, like in my thoughts, change my thinking. Let me know that you are changing me. Not just like where I have to have to, because we can keep it together pretty good on the outside, right? As, as them church people, you know, is she one of them church people? Yeah. What about on the inside? Are you getting better on the inside? The Holy Spirit is so good at doing that. That's what I mean when I say keep short accounts with the Lord. Don't be someone who abuses his grace. Don't be a grace abuser. Repent when you need to repent. Have a desire to live a life that honors the Lord and just be yielded to him. Like day by day, continually choose to yield to the Lord. Remember, yielding means to give the right of way to. So we yield to him. We live in God's grace, but we never ever want to take God's grace for granted. The Lord takes care of the godly. Is he going to just not do this? This very thing that he has promised to us. He said he will do it. Is he just going to not do it? That's actually pretty ridiculous to think that, yeah, God's not going to do what he has pledged himself to do. Of course he's going to do what he has pledged to do. And he, and he pledges it, he pledges himself. Like his word is a living word. Jesus is the word made flesh. He pledges literally himself to do what his word has said. It's beautiful that the enormity of the promise that we have like the overarching promise that God will do everything he has promised that he will do. If he said he will do it, he will do it. It is incredible. And we never want to kind of have our senses dulled to that. We want to constantly be reminded that we should be in awe of what God has promised us and that we should be even more in awe that we ever, even for a moment, disbelieve that he's going to do what he said he will do. So, um, you know, you're not... You're, you're not to worry about whether or not you're going to be taken care of. If you take this verse seriously, the Lord takes care of the godly. You are going to be taken care of. I'm going to say that one more time. You are going to be 
taken care of. And not just any old care, but God's care. And there is nothing like that in the entire world. There it is. That's a promise for you. Hey, who's not loving Psalm 37 today? This is good stuff that applies to your life and my life. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what age you are. It is good to know God has promised to take care of you and he will. Okay, next we move on to, um, it says day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. Yeah, well, that is good to know. It's really good to stand on this truth. And it is the truth, the absolute truth, because this is the word of God. And we know, we know that it is impossible for God to lie. Like he can't, he cannot lie. He can't do it. And both the Old and the New Testament tell us that nothing is impossible with God. All things. With God, all things are possible. But yet we have this one thing that appears to be impossible. What's the one thing that's not possible for the God of impossibilities? The impossibility is that God could ever lie. One thing. One thing where God has kind of tied his own hands. He can't lie. He's not going to do it. One impossible thing in an endless realm of impossibilities, lying. Look, my friend, God has not and never will lie to you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It's literally his name. It's not a character trait. It's who he is. He's not, oh, he's mostly truthful. Oh, no, he is the truth. We know that God keeps his word. His promises are kept promises. I don't care if you haven't seen it come to pass yet. Listen, if it's a promise, you can just put a check mark next to it. That's a kept promise. That's how it works in the kingdom of our God. They always will be kept promises. They never won't be. So he will take care of the innocent. Now, that's not my job. It's not yours to figure out how we should do that. He said he would and he will. And so I just want to be expectant of it, but not griping about how I don't like that this has taken longer than I think it should, or I saw this on the news, and so that has got to mean that God is not taking care of the innocent, or, uh, you know, the age-old question, well, age-old for about the last 80 years, okay? Well, what about Hitler? How do you explain that? I mean, how can God be a good God? Look, I'm not going to put God on the same plane, P-L-A-N-E, like a level, a plane, the same plane, the same um, level that Satan is on, and I don't want you to do that either. When you start attributing to God the evil that comes straight from the hand of Satan, you're kind of, you're trying to level that playing field and and make them, you know, they're okay. They're on the same plane. No, 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 no. We don't attribute to God what was done at the hand of Satan. Evil is not from God, but you know, sometimes people, even Christians, even God's own people, those who really love him, they'll kind of put him there. They'll kind of put God there. He does not plan evil and he does not do evil. That is not his bag. He's not capable of, you know, when when the Old Testament says of such a thing, I have never even conceived. It's I've never thought of that. God means it. That, all that evil that lies at the feet of another, but it does not lie at the nail scarred feet. You know what I mean? Have enough faith to believe that he will do what he promised and don't let a story on the news or that Hitler argument deter you from believing that God will do what he has promised. And don't let Satan's evil convince you that somehow God is also evil. He is not. It goes on to say they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. I love that. Okay. So you're talking forever. That's eternal. We're talking the eternal things here, not temporal. Like last, last time in the episode on the show, episode 103, kind of talked a little bit about this exact thing, like a temporal versus eternal. And, um, 
your inheritance. Your inheritance is a good thing. Look, the kind of promise that we have to lean into is the kind of promise that is eternal. I don't want a temporary promise and neither do you. So I need you to hear me on this. God's word makes eternal promises. Yes, he's got amazing promises that he has made and that he will keep wonderful gifts and things that he will give you here in this life. The word of God says, I will yet see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's a promise that you should be claiming every day of the week. But I also have to tell you this, there are eternal promises. Nothing is, is temporal like with God. Okay. Think eternal because he thinks it. he had you on his mind eternally, like regarding eternity when he was on the cross. So he's not thinking about just today this week, this month, this year, this decade, and so on. No, he is thinking much more, um, just longer term than that. You know what I mean? It's like, he's, he's not kidding. He's serious about this. He really wants you to be, to have your heart set on eternity because he has his heart set on spending eternity with you. Okay. Um, that was a long, diatribe about that, but I think you get my point. That's the kind of promise you have to lean into. Push past the right now, what you can see with your eyes, and think about the next life. What comes next? Eternity. Eternity comes next. This is an eternal promise God is making to the innocent. Maybe some of what we see in the world is hard to understand. We can't exactly make peace with it, so to speak, but it helps so much when we remember that this life is not all that there is. This is a beautiful promise. It's a comforting promise. Satan will usually want to cause discomfort in the face of a comforting promise. Where God brings comfort, Satan wants to bring discomfort. Satan is often going to try to make something seem ugly when in fact it is something beautiful from the Lord. Jesus delivers something beautiful. Satan tries to somehow make it ugly, but we're not unaware of his schemes, right? So we can learn to see beyond the right now and stay expectant about what comes after. They will not be disgraced in hard times, even in famine, they will have more than enough. Man, the promises just keep coming in Psalm 37. And and this one, it's a whopper. It's a big one. You know, have you ever heard about, um, have you ever, not have you ever, have you recently, as in right now, heard anything about food shortages or anything else lately? Um, yeah, I'm not going to get down in the weeds on it, but there is some interesting stuff going on. There have been a number of uh, food plants, places where food is stored in the United States that have had explosions and fires since the beginning of this year, 2022. Um, There has been an illness among chickens, and they've had to kill a lot of chickens. And now I've heard there has been an unprecedented illness among hogs. And so we're going to have a pork shortage. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot going on in the Ukraine. And there is not, um, you know, there, the, the U- Ukraine, you may not know this, has long been known as the breadbasket of the world. And so uh, they have not planted and neither have the Russian crops have not gone in, uh, gone in. So, huh, okay, we have a lot going on as far as food, food shortages go. And I don't think it's just going to like disappear poof all of a sudden, right? I mean, if you haven't heard about it yet, you probably will. I guess that's what I'm saying. There is a storm brewing, my friends. It's not deniable. This isn't me being a, is she a worrywart conspiracy theorist? Um, No, actually, this is just like, you know, this, this is what's going on in the world we're in right now. And I want to contrast that with these exact words that God has given us as his promise to us for this time right now, because it is for right now. I say that all the time. God's promises, you're not hearing this to like 
like just for, oh yeah, in 15 years, that'll be, no, no, what you need to know this now so that when this stuff begins to come about, you can go, oh no, I've got a promise from God because he honors his word and he loves it when we have big faith in him. You know, you might be, you may be in the camp of uh, the new, the new guy at Twitter, you know, I mean, he's going to change things and things are going to get better. But look, I want to remind you, our hope cannot be in the dudes in charge of the tweets. Okay, if you don't like mean tweets, your hope cannot be in the mean tweet guy. It can't be in the guy who got rid of the mean tweet guy. It can't be in the guy who's going to fix the tweets so everybody can have more. Look, your hope is in Christ alone, not in the dudes who decide the tweets. Do I love free speech? Sure, I do. I have a podcast. Yes, I write. I blog. Yes, I love free speech. Do I depend on it for my eternal destination? Nope. Zero percent dependence on that. First things first. First things first, and it's always Jesus first. So to tie that into this verse, Psalm 37, 19, man can try to pretty this up over here. This is getting pretty over here. Twitter's getting pretty over here. Uh, okay, that's at, at best, that's man trying to pretty it up because we know what the end of the book says. We know what happens if you read Revelation. Um, and there are some other places where there's some things in Ezekiel that have not fully happened yet that most like, you know, there's some stuff in Daniel that hasn't happened yet. We know what happens and then we know what really happens. Such good stuff. Revelation is a very hopeful, hopeful book. Look what happens. So we know things uh, are going to get worse, but we also need to know that for us who are in Christ, who are God's children, oh yeah, you know what Psalm 37 says? I won't be disgraced in hard times, even in famine. I will have more than enough. Did you know that you can pray that, stand on that, and believe it? And when you do have that more than enough that God promises, guess what? Ding, 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 ding. Opportunity to be a witness for the Lord Jesus to somebody who doesn't know him and in those times will not have enough. Wow, how cool is that? Not just storing it up to store it up. You're storing it up to point people to Jesus. Because when you give them bread when they don't have it, they are much more inclined to listen to you than when you maybe got the, the sandwich placard hanging over you on the street corner saying the end is near, it's doomsday. You know, like, I mean, seriously, the point of need, have you ever heard that? Like, what's the point of need? What's the pain point? And it's, it's a big thing in, in sales and all that marketing right now. It's a pain point when you're not sure how you're going to feed your kids. And it's a blessing when somebody comes and says, I got you. And here's why I got you. Because Jesus Jesus made sure I would have this. I have more than enough right now, enough to give to you. And that's just because Jesus loved you. Look, he went ahead and prepared for you for this moment in time. When are they most likely going to listen? Reminds me of the parable of Jesus saying, you know, when, when his feet were getting washed and um, the Simon the Pharisee was having dinner at his house and, and, uh, he, and he gave him the example of two people who'd been forgiven. Which one do you think loves more? Well, the one I imagine that was forgiven more. And Jesus said, you have judged correctly. Who's going to love more? Who's going to be more receptive to Jesus? Think about that. Even in famine, you will have more than enough. And who are you going to bless when that moment comes? Okay, because it's a promise. So it's going to happen, right? Like, and you can be a blessing to somebody else and kind of expand those promises, the blessing of those promises. This is so good. What's greater than that? I don't know. It's so terrific when we get to be a blessing to somebody at their point of need and just let them know how much God loves them. You know, so I'm not, a man doesn't need to pretty things up. Because as a, as a whole, mankind, we, we dirty things up on the regular. So as the people of God, who these promises are for, we can rest in these promises, no matter what's tidy over here 
and dirty over there. Food shortages are going to happen. Famine, it will happen. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. It, it's People die. It's terrible. In light of this promise that even in famine, the innocent will, will, there's that word will, will have enough. Well, first off, we want to be among the innocent. So you need to know Jesus as the one who has obtained the cleansing for our sins. That's what makes us innocent in the sight of God. That's numero uno, know Jesus. And second, when you know this promise is for us, you know, then you want to be in prayer that more and more people around the globe will come to know Jesus as their Lord and their God. You know, as the disciple Thomas said, when he saw the resurrected Jesus face to face, he said, my Lord and my God, not just the other disciples, Lord, not just God of the other disciples, but his personally. Let's pray that that becomes a global reality all around the world that people would even today be saying, my Lord and my God, and knowing Jesus for the very first time, spreading and spreading and spreading every single day. And then pray that this promise of having more than enough in spite of food shortages that may take place that, you know, that, that the people who know God and who respond to your prayer, your plea to the father, that there would be people all around the globe who would be able to say, my Lord and my God, they would know Jesus, that they would then have this promise become their reality, that they would have more than enough, even in a time of famine. See, I just actually am uh, going more than just talking about God's promises. I guess I'm telling you how to pray God's promises, but it's so good to do this. I mean, think about the impact this could have. Do you think God's going to dishonor that prayer and just say, no, nah, not answering that? No, no, no. He's going to answer that all day long, baby. So um, let's be praying that over people worldwide. And I'm actually very, very serious about that. So kind of a prayer challenge mixed in here with God's promises for you. But like I said earlier, God's promises for you should go beyond you. Isn't that why you're listening to this podcast? Because I decided, yeah, I think I can share about this. This might encourage somebody. I hope it does. You do the same thing. And if you, you don't have to have a podcast to do that, you know, of course not. You could do that by praying for somebody on the other side of the globe today to experience Jesus and say, my Lord and my God, and then have their needs met supernaturally in spite of what may be a very difficult situation for them at this moment in time. Look, I take God's promises so seriously that I pray them in that exact manner. And you should too. If someone, you know, says to me, don't you think, Jan, that's kind of silly. Don't you think, uh, you know what I say? You got a better idea. And what's your plan? You, you tell me, go on and tell me what's a better idea than simply taking God at his word. I don't think there is one. And aren't those the moments in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when Jesus was in awe, A-W-E, he was in awe when he was so taken that, um, you know, when he was so like, whoa, my word was taken just totally like uh, completely by faith. They totally believe they're so all in. There's like, there's no room for disbelief. Didn't, wasn't he like in awe? He loved that. I think often that I think I can think of two times where the Bible says he was astounded, astounded by their faith. I want to be a person with that kind of faith. I want you to be that too. Let's be those kind of people. Let's just try to have our Lord be in awe, be astounded by the size of our huge, huge faith. You know, if you ask me, that's a pretty, pretty awesome, pretty terrific life goal. And it's kind of my personal goal. And I hope it becomes one of your life goals too. So, okay. So, um, yeah, I am almost at the 27 minute mark. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up at uh, what's coming up soon. What's next? What's, uh, what's on the agenda? My course on Psalm 91, and it is going to be audio based. 
So super easy to consume. You're just going to listen right in your podcast player, like where you're listening to this right now. It's just going to be the same place. One click, you sign up, click, boom, it opens right in your podcast player. And the, um, I think I'm going to release it probably with four lessons and then the rest of them are going to come in increments. I'll drip those out because, um, if, if you get the reminder on your phone too, you know, have you ever signed up for a course? You're like, oh, I really want to do that. And then you forget if it's just right there in your podcast player and the reminder of, oh, hey, that's part of why I don't want to drop them all at once because you need that reminder. So you go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to get back to them. F- this is a course you can finish because it's audio based. So, you know, I will have some other stuff with it, some PDFs, uh, free prayer journal, and um, probably an intro and outro video that you'll get the links to, but this is going to be audio based. I love it. So one click and that's it. It's going to release. It's set to release on May 15th, but that's a Sunday. So if it drops like a day earlier, yeah, don't be surprised by that. It's going to be encouraging and it's also going to really be challenging and challenging in a good way. Challenge you to pray big, bold, daring prayers based on what we have promised us in Psalm 91. So I'm going to be sharing a link about that uh, for the sign up here on the podcast. I'll put it in the show notes as soon as it is up and running. I'm so excited about it. I really am. Think about that growing in your ability to know and pray really the most powerful Psalm, I would have to say, in the word of God. Oh yeah, amazing. The lives that you will change by going through this course and almost the guarantee that you can easily complete the course because it is going to be audio right there on your phone in your podcast player. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Okay, so be watching for that. And next time on the show for episode 105, we're going to be uh, looking at verses 21 through 24 from, from right here in Psalm 37. We're going to finish this out strong and we're going to keep growing in our steadfast belief that every word of God proves true because it does. You know, God has amazing things that he has promised to you. And I'm so glad that you are getting all that he has for you in this life right now. Thanks so much for listening. And please hit the subscribe button and whatever podcast player you listen on. Uh, This has been encouraging. You know, maybe you could share it somewhere. Text it to a friend. Drop a link somewhere on social. I, I appreciate that so much. And you can always leave a review. Those help boost the rankings for the algorithms. Algorithms are funny things. So if you boost the rankings, who knows? Somebody else maybe even on the other side of the world, because I have listeners all over the world, might see this in its feed because you left a review or left a five star or whatever, and it got boosted. And they might hear something about God's promise that could really be a blessing to them right now in this moment. How easy would that be for you to do that and somebody else get encouraged? And you might think, does that happen? It does. You would not believe. Sometime I'll make a little video and put it on my Instagram where you can see all of the countries where my podcast is listened to. And some of those countries are closed to the gospel and it's incredible to see people hearing about God's promises there. Because if you're in Christ, these are for you. And if you're not in Christ yet and and you're listening, Jesus wants you in him. You just have to repent and believe. Same thing that he said in the gospels. You can open up the book of John, do it on your phone, read through that. And by the end of it, you will really have a clear picture of who Jesus is. So uh, don't put that decision off. If you haven't made it yet, don't put that off. Make that decision today because today is the day that Jesus wants to welcome you into his kingdom. Thanks so much for listening to the Bert Not Ernie show. Uh, It's part of the Spark Network now on the Edify app. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.
I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.